Hey, my hi to my welcome to More Than Theology, the podcast. And today I have Isaac Peterson. He's our guest, and he is the discipleship and young adults pastor at Crossroads Church in Palmerston North. And we're talking with Isaac about internships and how to run healthy internships because at Crossroads Church, uh, they've been running internships in partnership with Pathways uh, for a few years now, and they do a really good job. And if you've uh, been paying attention to the headlines at all recently, you'll know that uh, internship doesn't always get a really uh, a good rep- hasn't enjoyed a really good reputation. Um, sometimes conjures up images of sort of exploitation and uh, bad uh, labour practices. And uh, we wanted to address that because um, at Pathways we believe internships can and. Certainly what we see are often really healthy experiences. And so uh, we realize, too, that there's just a whole range of different kinds of internships out there. And so we wanted to talk to uh, Isaac, who's pretty involved with the internships at Crossroads, and get some ideas about how to run internships that are healthy, that work really well, yes, for the church or for the, the ministry that's running the internship, but also critically for the student or the intern themselves, so that um, it's a it's an enjoyable and positive and enriching experience for everyone involved. So, Isaac, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Cool. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what's what's involved in your role at Crossroads, and how did you end up there? Yeah. So. Um, as you said, I oversee discipleship in young adults, um, so that involves anything to do with our university students. Um, Palmy is a uni city, so we get quite a lot of students each year, which is awesome. Um, so I'm involved with them as well as any of our young adults that are just permanently in the city. And um, I also oversee our discipleship, which includes all of our connect groups, um, things like our alpha course, um, and anything to do with our mentoring uh, framework that we have. So we have mentors here at Crossroads as well, as well as uh, developing the teaching and that sort of thing here at Crossroads. So so a few different things, um, but a lot of them cross over in a number of ways. And um, yeah, I've been, been here for almost five years, and um, I moved overseas when I was a kid, but before we moved overseas, I came to Crossroads. Um, and so when I came back to New Zealand when I was 21, after um, finishing um, some study at seminary in the States, I just came back to Crossroads knowing it was a place that would be a, a good church to be a part of and spent a couple of years here. And while I was here, uh, the, the youth pastor at the time was moving on and asked if I would be interested, and, and I was. And so I moved into that role and have, over time, uh, moved into the roles that I'm involved in now. Cool, cool. And uh, Isaac and I were talking before we hit record today um, about um, a bit of his upbringing, and and I didn't realise this, but yeah, he was born in Palmy, grew up largely in Scotland, went mm. to uh, Little Rock Baptist Seminary, and then came to New Zealand just a few years ago, and blew me away because he does not have a Scottish accent at all. But he said <laughs> it's a bit like a foreign language that you just kind of leave behind because it's so different. So anyway, yeah. um, good to have you here and sounding very Kiwi, Isaac. So. Um, <laughs> You know, for some people, especially these days, uh, intern is kind of a dirty word, or it might be for mm. some people, because, um, you know, we've heard headlines about um, some prominent churches that have been running internships that um, perhaps weren't the most um, uh, beneficial and perhaps weren't operating by best practices. So how at Crossroads do you ensure that uh, internship is a really positive experience? Yeah, so when we started considering bringing on interns again at Crossroads, um, even all those years ago, I was aware of the stigma around internships and that there are either often one or two directions. They either, um, yeah, 
the interns are sort of used and abused and uh, worked incredibly hard or um, the internship is not really set up properly and people show up devoting a year to an internship and there's nothing really prepared for them. And so when uh, going into planning out an internship here at Crossroads, I was aware of those things and um, really wanted to make sure that that wouldn't be the case here at Crossroads. And um, so in that first year, uh, before we even announced the internship, um, at that time, I was overseeing the youth and young adults, and I was developing it specifically for youth and young adults at that time. I started thinking about what exactly what that would look like and how we would present that. And so um, I'd say I probably even over-engineered it a little bit <laughs> in that first year, just um, trying to make sure that there would be meaningful and um, plenty of, of things to get involved in. And so I, I designed a schedule of like, hey, this is what a week would look like if you were interning here at Crossroads. Um, and these are the things that you would be involved in. And so there were things like we got uh, connected to a local school and there was an opportunity for our interns to um, to be youth chaplains there at the school. Um, and yeah, just basically made sure that there was going to be plenty. And so as we advertised it, we could say, hey, we'd love for you to come intern and this is what we have available for you. So you're not just coming in blind, but you actually know that there's, there's going to be a fulfilling year ahead. So, um, so that was a big part of it, but um, designing a... Uh, program is, is one thing, but uh, the other key element was relationship um, with the people that were going to intern with us. And so before they even uh, signed up to interning with us, um, I sp spent a number of time uh, just meeting with them. Um, so I would meet with them and say, hey, like, what is it that you are passionate about? What is it that you want to grow in, get involved in? I'd then go away and think about that. And then I would come back to them in another meeting and say, hey, based on what you've shared with me, I think these would be some of the specific things you could do this year that would help develop those key roles. Um, and so then they could go away being like, okay, if I do this internship, this is what I'm going to do. And yet that's exactly what I'm keen for. Um, and so by the time they fill out the application and they um, and go through the intern agreement and all that sort of stuff, they can be confident in the year that they have ahead. Um, and so I think, uh, and which I'm happy to expand on those things, but initially those would be two key things was actually having something planned rather than them just showing up and making it up um, and also building a relationship with the potential interns prior to them arriving. Mm. Yeah, cool. That's really helpful. Um, I've been to your facility, Crossroads Church facility on a weekday, and when you go in there, like the... You know, there's a bunch of people in the cafe, a lot of whom are current interns, some of them are past interns, perhaps some future interns there as well. Um, so you guys have a, a bit of a culture of internship at Crossroads. Mm. How has that happened? Yeah, so um, so I can't really take the credit for that. Um, we, When I was in seminary, I spent a bit of time with the church over in the States um, who initially it was like a university ministry Um and a, a new guy moved in and thought, hey, like we could actually turn this into a bit of a church plant. And the church, uh, they met in a house, which they uh, was dedicated to um, this church. And um, how it kind of worked is it was open all week and there was a couple of students who lived in the house and they lived there for free. And part of the deal was one of them would always be around so that it could always be open. And so they sort of had this culture within this church of um, – we are a community who we live together, we do life together. Um, and so it was quite a cool place to just kind of come and go. Whenever you need to, you come and study there or just hang out there, um, even stay the night there. Um, it was just a lot of fun, and it just felt like um, it was more than just a church that meets on a Sunday. And I, I really appreciated that, and it uh, had a profound impact on me. And so when I was here at Crossroads and um, was 
overseeing the young, started overseeing the young adults, I thought, how do I create that culture here? Um, and obviously we have a facility rather than just meeting in a house, so there'd be some different things to consider. But we thought about, like, let's put some real effort into the cafe area of our um, church and allow that to be a place where people can come and go, spend their day, um, they can come study, they can come just hang out, have a coffee, use the Wi-Fi. Um, we often put um, different sports events on on the TV there so people can come hang out. Um, and so we basically just continue to say, hey, we have this space, it's open through the week, come use it if you want to, um, we're here and available. And um, over the last couple of years that culture has just continued to build and it's just become a normal part of being a part of Crossroads and as time goes on, new people come into town and people who've been around for a while are like, hey, I'm going to be at the cafe on Thursday, do you want to come down? And so there's just kind of been this building of a culture of um, our churches, not just a place that we use for worship services and events, but it's a place you come and just hang out and be. So, um, so yeah, so, um, mm. and especially in t people who have interned with us, they've found value in that. And so if they've continued to study or something along those lines, they continue to use the space. And yeah, some people who have interned with us have, um, part of the reason why they've come on board is because they've really got to know us and um, spend time with us through just hanging out in the cafe, which has been cool. Mm. It's really cool. I like it. It's yeah. a good vibe down there. I, I usually like to tell churches that internships are a win-win because they're a win for the intern themselves. They get a year of, um, you know, real uh, in depth and intentional input in terms of Bible, theology, mentoring. Um, but it's a win for the church as well because they mm. have somebody, an extra pair of hands on deck, um, somebody who's able to really help make things happen on the ground. Um, yeah. And so uh, from your perspective, um, what are the wins that you see for your interns and what are the wins you see for Crossroads? Yeah, so I think um, what's been really cool is in like the last year, three years of having interns, um, almost all of our interns have gone on to further theological study or are involved in ministry. Like our um, current youth pastor was an intern with me, which was um, really cool. So it's been awesome to see that um, for pretty much all of our interns, it hasn't been a throwaway year. Um, there has been massive development in them, uh, just in their spiritual life, but also in their ability as leaders. Um, and they've all gone on uh, to use those gifts and things that skills that they've developed over that year so uh, that's been really cool and um, you know I, I frequently meet with our interns throughout uh, their internship mostly each week uh, to check in with how they're going and it's been cool to see like their progress and their confidence build in specific areas of ministry and that sort of thing so um, there's definitely been a massive win for them there um, and for us there's just been a number of things that we've been able to achieve that we wouldn't have been able to achieve uh, not only because of just extra numbers, but just extra uh, gifts and abilities and skills that people bring. Um, like, for example, this year we developed our mentoring program, uh, which we launched earlier in the year, and one of our interns who um, was doing discipleship uh, w worked alongside me in developing that. And there's so many things that um, he added to it that if I had done it alone, it wouldn't have been uh, as, successful, as successful of a launch as it was. Uh, there were so many things I'd be writing something and he'd be like, oh, you know, do, do you think maybe we should word it that way or do you think we maybe we should clarify that a different way and, and maybe we should actually like delay that a little bit. Um, and so it just came together in such a beautiful manner because of um, his input. Um, but also, yeah, there's just been like a number of other things that we have achieved. Like we've um, run a young adults camp for a number of years um, and over the years, we've been able to kind of build on that and add to that because we've had a team putting that together rather than just one single individual. Um, 
even uh, this year, uh, one of our interns uh, oversaw Alpha for us, and we've run Alpha, the Alpha program for for a number of years. Um, but just um, him bringing his uh, personality and his flavor and his giftings to that, um, it enhanced it in a number of ways. And um, in the years to come, I will uh, implement a number of the things that he implemented uh, just uh, from seeing how beneficial they were. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot that we've been able to do over the last few years that we just wouldn't have been able to do without them. And it hasn't yet yeah, just been because, oh, cool, there's three extra people to give a hand. It's been like, oh, man, you have gifts and abilities uh, that I do not have, and so we can make that happen because you have those skills, um, which has been really cool. Yeah, and one thing that I think that brings up too is, you know, you've had interns involved in some quite high-level stuff, and, you, mm. the, you know, some of the quality – of the interns or the quality of some of the interns you've had is really high. You've got high caliber interns and I think, mm. um, and, and they're a range of ages. They're not just, um, you know, they're not just people that are straight out of school and they're not just um, people that are mid-career. There's a range of ages. Yeah. But I think that's probably a testament to the quality of how you've run your internships so that there are people who, you know, they are in the middle of a career and but they look at what you're doing and they think, actually, I want to be involved with that. And then when you get that kind of person with those kind of giftings, you actually connect them with something that's quite meaningful. And there's always yeah. going to be aspects of an internship where, you know, there's the sort of the dirty work. <laughs> but I, what I see you guys doing is actually connecting um, interns to areas of, of service that are actually going to stretch them as well as put their gifts to use. So I think that that's probably a pretty key part of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And that goes back to that um the relationship aspect of things is really important. Mm. So, you know, um, the very first year we did kind of, I just designed a slightly more uh, generic, this is the Youth and Young Adults internship. And as the year went on with those first interns, um, we developed what that specifically looked like for each individual. But in the years following, um, yeah, we've developed uh, like an individual intern program for each intern that makes sense to them. Um, and we also have used this really useful tool um, last year, um, it's called the Selector Assessment. Uh, we do it with all of uh, anybody who's a potential employee here as well. And it's kind of like a well-rounded sort of personality test that looks at your personality, but also your skills and abilities. And so it's been really cool because uh, I have meetings with potential interns about, hey, this is what you could do this year. And then we also get the results from that. And we think, actually, if we put them in that space, that could potentially burn them out or really exhaust them. Um, so maybe we shouldn't do that and we should make some adjustments. And so there's a bit of a combination of building that relationship, having a framework already in place for the internship, as well as doing that sort of assessment and then bringing all of those things into consideration to be like, okay, what would actually be a beneficial internship for you? And then making tweaks along the way because – you know, we start off and some things work really well and some things are like, actually, maybe that isn't the best fit for you. Or they recognize, hey, actually, I'm not sure if I've got the capacity for that. And then we just tweak and adjust to make sure that it is, yeah, really um, uplifting their gifts and, um, yeah, allowing them to just um, achieve um, what's best for them in the year rather than making them fit the mold that we have for them. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I've noticed a trend over the years of – churches and also christian camps d running internships in-house so mm. it's not through pathways or any sort of similar uh, any other kind of bible college why don't crossroads why don't you do yours in-house yeah i think um there's a number of reasons i think one of them is the fact that um these guys are studying with you guys and it's a part of the requirement that they do these ministry hours so it's not just us saying 
hey, like, we'd love for you to come and do some free work for us, saying, like, hey, like, you want to um, further your theological knowledge um, and just your ministry experience, and so Pathways is going to provide um, part of that, and we hope to provide the other part. Um, and it just kind of gives us, I guess, a bit more um, leeway to say, hey, like, this is your act- there's actually purpose to your year, and there's a reason why you're doing this. It's to um, grow in these things and, you know, also receive a qualification. So um, so that works as well. It also gives us a really good framework for um, for our interns to say, hey, like you're required to do 16 hours a week. And so um, so we will make sure there are 16 hours a week um, of work that can be done and we won't require you to do more than that. Um, if you do end up doing more than that, then that will be time in lieu and we will make sure you get that time off. Um, and so it helps us also create a healthy framework to make sure our interns are treated fairly and properly and it's not just kind of come and do some free work and we'll just give you as much as there's um, time for. It's like, no, we actually have like you know, some criteria to meet and some um, obligations that we need to um, honour. So, um, yeah, it just makes sure that... Yeah, if we were just designing it ourselves, it could be anything. But because we do it within your framework, it it really helps make sure that yeah they're safe and that the internship is appropriate and yeah, all what it needs yeah. to be. No, that's cool. Yeah. And you mentioned too, a lot of your interns have gone on to um, carry on doing theological study, mm. and so the year at Pathways can be cross credited into a lot of um, bachelor's degrees in theology or applied theology, and then they can just yeah. carry on their study. So. Um, yeah, some real benefits there. Mm. So um, one of the big ch- issues that churches and other ministries face is actually just finding interns, finding people to actually do it. Maybe I'll just give a little bit of context here. Um, quite often I get calls from churches or camps or other ministries saying, hey, we would love an intern. Have you got one for us? And it's mm. so rare that we actually have somebody, you know, um, on the shelf, if you like, ready to kind of hand out. Um, And I would love it if we had these sort of this cache of um, orphan interns just looking for a place to go, but it just doesn't seem to work that way. So there are a lot of churches out there that want to have interns, but they just don't have any with um, any within their ranks or anyone that they think um, might fit the bill. Now, I realize that sometimes that's just a a problem of size or demographic. They might just not have anyone that's in a stage of life that's ready to do it. But mm. what for you, like how do you, how does Crossroads go about finding interns? Yeah. So, so yeah, we do obviously have the um, advantage of yeah being a university city. So we have a, a, a large number of young adults, which helps and just uh, um, size in general just means there might be more likely to be somebody who's keen. So that that's helpful for sure. Um, but yeah, one of the key things is that relationship building. And so before we um, launched back into having interns at Crossroads, um, I had a couple of years to just really get to know people and build relationships with them and um, have those, you know, I see new sort of conversations where I'd say, hey, like I see massive ministry potential in you. Um, uh, one of our interns who's interning with us this year, I remember back in, he, he must have been year 10, year 11. I remember having that conversation with him and saying, man, I see massive uh, ministry potential in you and leadership potential in you. I think you should consider ministry seriously. And um, at that time, he wasn't really sure and wasn't really keen. And um, yeah, here we are like four years later and he's interning with us, which is super awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think um, if you want to have interns, but you don't have any on hand, just committing the next year or two to like, okay, I'm going to build some relationships, whether it's in my local church um, or yeah, other opportunities, um, 
to just say, I'm going to get to know some people. I'm going to have those sorts of conversations with them. And out of that relationship, um, hopefully somebody will be keen. And that's obviously not the only reason we build those relationships. Um, there's been plenty of people that I would love to have interned and it hasn't gone that way. And I'm, you know, not sour about that at all. Like, it's like, cool, that's great. I, I saw great potential in you and you're going to use it in another way. Just wanted to let you know that the opportunity was there if you were keen for it. Um, so I think that is really important. Um, but I think some of the other important things is like, um, if you go to our, our website, um, crossroads.co.nz, we have a section on our website called internship. And, um, on that has, uh, all the initial information you would need to know about what an internship at Crossroads would look like. Um, and so if people are interested, uh, they can kind of have a bit of information about, okay, I know what that might be. And, um, yeah, we even receive, um, interest from overseas and things, which is pretty cool as well. And um, we don't feel like we have the capacity right now to accommodate for that, but they usually find it through our website, which is cool. So all of that information is there as well as, um, we do things like advertise on social media and stuff. And, and it's not really something like we just advertise. It's like, you know, we're just looking for anybody. Uh, cause it's, you know, like I said, the relationship's key. It's more kind of, we just advertise, um, within our church community and within our local community and stuff as well. Um, and do some targeted advertising to, for interning. Um, but so far all of our interns have been, uh, in-house. They've been people that we have built relationships with. And I currently, uh, next year, um, some of, uh, one of our staff members is going to be continuing to do some stuff with Pathways, but we don't have anybody specifically. It's like, yeah, I want to be an intern, um, and we're totally okay with that um, because, again, it's really about relationship. It's not about, hey, we've got three spots and we need to fill them, so we better get the word out to make sure somebody's here to do it. It's about, yeah, if this is going to be beneficial to somebody, then um, this is what it's here for. And if there's a year where there's nobody, that's totally fine. We'll keep talking about it. We'll keep encouraging it, and, um, yeah, we'll just trust that. Um, when we have interns, it's because it was the right time and it's what the Lord led them to. So. Yeah, and what I love about that too is you haven't structured things so that uh, the moment you don't have an intern or you don't have as many interns, you know, ministries are falling over left and right. Mm. It's like, because to me that, that you know, when that happens or when um, uh, churches set up that way, that's when... Uh, interns are going to be facing potential burnout and that kind yeah. of thing because they're actually like we need you <laughs> and we yeah. possibly need you for more hours than you committed um so i think that that's really healthy too um mm. and you know one thing i've heard um uh i'm thinking of another church that's done this when they've advertised like you said in-house advertising within the church is they've really avoided the language of um youth or uh you know young or you know because sometimes i think mm. people when they automatically associate intern with young adult or in um or school leaver or something like that now yeah a lot of interns are because they're in that space of and stage of life where they can go hey i'm just going to do this for a year and it doesn't matter if i'm disappear for a week at a time to go to block course um yeah. but you know when the church that i'm thinking of when they did this you know they had four people all, I think, in their 40s plus um, put up their hands. Now, not all of them ended up becoming interns, but they were all initially at least interested. Um, and, yeah, and I think that that's another thing, you know, instead of yeah. thinking, oh, well, we don't have any anyone in year 13 or seventh form, so we don't have any potential interns, just think about, what about the wider congregation? You might have, um, you might have a parent at home who wants to do um, a bit of uh, study, and we now, by the way, offer part-time, um, uh, the diploma oh, part-time. Awesome. So it means that you're not having to go for whole weeks. You can go for a couple of days. You might have um, people who are just looking for a, diff a career shift 
Um, and you might even, I mean, who knows? You might have, um, you know, people that are getting to the twilight years of their life that have got more time on their hands that want to do it. Yeah. So I think, you know, just keeping an open mind about the demographic and not limiting it, even in subtle ways by just sort of saying, hey, young people, are you interested? Um, I think that that's mm. kind of key as well. The last thing I'd say, sorry, yeah. I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but this no, is stuff that good. I'm seeing in churches like Crossroads and other churches that are doing these internships well, um, is, is the it's the domino effect or it's the culture of internships, you know, that, mm. um, you get, you get those, maybe that finding that first intern or two is quite tricky, but once you've got somebody in place, then other people see that and they think, Oh, I'd like to do that. And we see that all the time at pathways that, uh, an organization sends an, an intern, puts an intern through our program. And then the next year they do it again and again, and it kind of gets a bit of momentum. Yeah. Anyway, um, cool. Let's talk a little bit about um, next steps. Like you mentioned earlier, you, you maybe even over-engineered things a little bit from your side. Um, but to me, yeah. that just sounds like being super diligent and onto it, which is cool. But what are some of the kind of practical considerations from your end or from uh, a church's end that you need to think about in terms of sort of designing a good internship program? You mentioned sort of stuff around scheduling. What else do you need yeah. to kind of think about? Yeah, so I think some of the initial like background things that need to be considered is um, so we put together a um, intern application form and that um, asks a number of things like um, their faith journey so far, uh, areas that we they feel um, the spirit has gifted them in, uh, what does it mean to be a leader, um, as well as um, some practical things like police vetting and that sort of thing as well. Um, and so we designed an application form. Um, so when um, a potential intern sees that they kind of get a sense of like what sort of level of responsibility or expectations there are. Um, we also have an internship agreement. So once they've filled out the applica application form, um, we've had meetings with them, we've put them through that selector assessment um, and they still think, yep, I'm keen for this. We then come and uh, together and sign that agreement of like, hey, this is what it's going to mean. And those are some very like practical things of like, these are the amount of hours that we'll expect from you. This is the sort of support we will give you while you're here. Um, and just a few things like that. So I think, you know, you've got to have some of those sort of more um, legalities and um, just helpful framework put in place. So I think that's really important um, so that you can just be confident that when you start advertising for interns, you've actually got the steps in place to, to for that to start well. Um, yeah, I think also sitting down and thinking about, okay, what would an internship look like here? So for us, we began with youth and young adults, and we've grown it since then, and we've had um, interns involved in worship, we've had interns involved in discipleship and pastoral care, and we've kind of expanded it since then. Um, but yeah, thinking about like, okay, what would it look like for somebody to intern with the youth? What would be helpful uh, rather than just giving them odd jobs? What would be some things that we would love to see happen um, that you know that we can dream about is that if we had another person with us we could do what would it look like within our young adults what would it look like within discipleship um, and then being able to take those things to uh, a potential intern saying hey if you were a youth intern here this is what it could look like but then having that conversation so that they might say well I am interested in that but I'm not really sure if I would be good at that and then going back and tweaking in that sort of thing I think that's really helpful as well um, and then as well, yeah, on our website, we have all the information of what an internship, not like every single detail, but just like if you wanted somebody to initially know what an intern look, internship looked like, that's all there. Uh, that used to come in the form of a booklet, and we would give that out, and it would be available, and then we thought, let's just put it on the website. That's where everybody gets their, their information anyway. Um, so I think 
Yeah, that would be really uh, important as well. And then um, I think it's really important to communicate uh, if you are part of a team uh, with the team on that process as well. And so uh, like with our initial interns, um, I mostly designed a, a lot of that initial program. And then, but the reality is uh, they're a part of the staff team for an entire year. So they're going to be in everybody's spheres. And so after that first year, we had a bit of a, a meeting with everybody about like, hey, what did you think worked well? What do you think didn't? Um, and that was part of the reason why we did things like we brought on the selector assessment. We uh, talked about how like, oh, I didn't know that that was something that we were going to be working with when that person came on as an intern. I didn't know about that. And that has affected a number of team members. So um, maybe let's uh, put them through that assessment so we get a better idea of, of who we're working with. Um, yeah, it also meant that um, rather than me just giving the tick on who would be an intern as well, we put together a bit of a team of like who would be a part of that process. Uh, so I think involving, um, even if you're the specific person who's going to oversee the interns, involving the other staff members in that conversation is important as well as they're going to be sharing space with them. So, um, yeah, so I think that's also incredibly important. Um, and, yeah, I, I think I think to me that would be most of the initial steps that you'd want to have in place um, to, to, to begin uh, developing your internship. Is it expensive for the church? No, I, I would. I mean, there there are some costs involved, but they're usually costs that we choose um, to invest in. So we appreciate how much time our interns give to us. And so we will often pay, like if I'm going to say some sort of helpful conference or something, and if it's on discipleship, well, then it makes sense that I take the discipleship intern with me as well. Um, and so we've chosen to invest in them in those sorts of ways, which has been really cool. Um, but to be honest, no, not, not um, financially wise. Not greatly, and um, it's been really cool to see our community get behind it as well, and there's been a, a number of individuals who have given money to um, our interns anonymously to just support them and encourage them as well. Um, but I think that the time and effort and energy that your interns give, um, you, whatever cost it is, it's it's worth it because they give so much more than um, than you financially put in. Obviously, there's, it's going to cost in energy. It's going to cost in time. Um and I, I kind of recognize that when we brought on interns, I probably lost maybe at least 10 hours a week of the time that I used to have before they came on, but then recognized that all of them give back more than 10 hours. So it was 10 hours worth losing. And it wasn't really that I was losing. It, it was just redirecting it and investing it in a different way. Um, so, yeah, I think the biggest cost will be time, uh, time and energy, but that's worthwhile as well. And the financial cost um, is pretty minimal considering how much they contribute. Yeah, and just for some listeners that maybe aren't, um, aren't aware, because the Pathways Diploma is NZQA accredited, that means that students are able to access, you know, um, student allowances and, mm. and the fees-free program. Um, and there's also um, a lot of scholarships available. So there are yeah. um, funding um, sources out there. Some of the things that I think um, some churches pay for is um, travel to and from block courses. That's yep. maybe not as key when you're, say, relatively close or in the North Island, but we've got students from the South Island and they, they you know, to come up to Tauranga um, six times a year, there's a cost there. So, mm. you know, a church might pay for that. Um, but, you know, and we do think that that block course model, even though it's a, a bit of a hassle for people having to travel a long way, um, it's actually really enriching for the students as well, rather than just say doing it online. So um, yeah. I do think it's good value for money and, and it sounds like you guys do too. Mm. Um 
can we just talk a little bit about mentoring a little bit? I think it's a it's a really key part of the pathways emphasis is the mentoring part. So for listeners or viewers who aren't familiar with it, um, our, our students have three mentors, but the mentors are provided by the placement organization. Mm. So can you just talk a little bit about what that takes to make a quality mentoring program for your interns, Isaac? Yeah. So as you said, there's uh, three different mentors for each intern. Um, and usually like the ministry uh, mentor will be the person who oversees that ministry. So if I have a discipleship intern, then I will be their ministry mentor. Um, then when it comes to um, having the academic mentor, um, we use, they're not required to, but usually there'll be like one person in particular who is that academic mentor for all of our interns so that they can have discussions together as a group if that's helpful. Um, and so for this year, I've been the, the academic mentor uh, for all of our interns, uh, which has been cool, but there have been years where somebody said, oh, I'd, I'd actually like to meet with this person. I've already got a close relationship with them and um, I think they'd be great for that. So usually those first two are pretty well sorted out in-house. Then when it comes to their spiritual mentor, we first of all just ask them like, hey, is there anybody in your life that would be the person that you would go to to talk to when you're finding things tough or you've got questions about life or, or faith? Um, and most of the time they've usually already got somebody in mind. Uh, like I said, we do have a mentoring uh, framework here at Crossroads, so we really encourage uh, mentoring relationships. Um, so... Uh, a number of them already have somebody in mind, and even if it's not like an official mentoring thing, they're like, yeah, I, I meet with them, and they get in contact, and that person's available. Um, if there isn't somebody who's available, then um, I take that on um, as my responsibility to find them a mentor, and that's only uh, happened a couple of times, but when it has, then um, it's actually panned out really well. And, and often God's provided. Um, one time one of the interns said, yeah, I, have, I haven't really got somebody for a spiritual mentor yet. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll get on to uh, finding you one. And then that Sunday, somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, I think I'd really love to mentor some young guys. Um, is there anybody that um, would need that? And I said, in fact, I'm looking for somebody right now, um, and you'd be the perfect guy. So that was really cool how that developed that way. So, so yeah, usually the ministry and academic mentor we sort out in-house, and that's um, not too complicated. Um, and then the spiritual one, they usually have somebody, um, and if they don't, it's, it's, it hasn't been too much of a hassle to find someone. Um, but there has been um, occasions where um, it, it wasn't panning out with the spiritual mentor that they had, and sometimes the interns have been a little bit kind of um, not as proactive in finding a new one, and so we've had to like communicate with you guys at Pathways or... Um, and, and just go on that process and that journey. And I really appreciate like your patience and those sorts of things of um, recognizing that, you know, a mentoring relationship is a relationship. And so you don't want to just cut one and start the next one the next day to make sure it lines time-wise, but making sure that there's time to wind down the previous relationship and start the next one. Um, so, um, and yeah, it's great that you guys are available to help in those sorts of situations if, if they arise. But um, yeah, but that, that's pretty much the process that we've gone through. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, because there are multiple mentors, it means that when uh, a mentor withdraws or it's just not working out, the intern isn't left in the lurch. They might be; it might be a few weeks before they find somebody to fill that spot. But in the meantime, the other mentors are there and a listening ear, um, and so they all wear different hats. But the divides between them aren't that sharp. Um, mm. And and I've seen it work really well too with multiple intern. I'm thinking of one situation we had where. Um, an intern was in a big church where there was a lot of demands being put on them. And one mentor, you know, 
being on staff perhaps wasn't seeing that, whereas mm. another mentor who wasn't on staff was able to see it and was able to speak into it. And as a result, we were able to work with that church to get their workload to, uh, uh, you know, a manageable and, um, yeah, sustainable kind of level. Um, and awesome. that meant that the internship was really positive. But uh, at, the, at Pathways, we rely heavily on our on the mentors. And, and so I guess a big shout out to any mentors out there, um, both at Crossroads and elsewhere, because we couldn't do what we do without the hard work you put in. And I don't think it's necessarily particularly onerous in terms of time. It's more just about um, am I willing to meet occasionally with this person and care about their situation, you know, and if something's going wrong, actually step in and, and help out. So um, yeah. it's really cool. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that we haven't covered to running an internship program that you've found? Um, I think what something important to consider is um, in terms of obviously people, right? And people um, are complex and they have a number of things that they're working through on their own. And as you begin to develop a relationship with an intern, uh, there might be some things that are uncovered um, about their life or about their past um, that are really difficult. And so um, there can be quite a high level of pastoral care involved in um, having interns. Um, yeah, because they're more than like somebody who's just here to do jobs, right? They are people that we want to encourage and develop um, and grow. And so, yeah, so I think that's something that needs to be considered that if, if you were thinking about like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring on an intern, we'll put them in that office over there and we'll just leave them to it, um, that they'll probably, like, they'll, they might do well, but they also might really struggle with um, just where that puts them mentally. Um, so I think, yeah, just being aware that um, there is a, a, a high level of pastoral care, and I'm really grateful for the team that we have here. Um, we have a pastoral care pastor, and um, there have been times in our internship uh, program where she has been heavily involved in in the care of um, our interns, and so that's been really helpful. But that is that is definitely something uh, to consider. So I, I would say that's probably the biggest challenge. We've been really fortunate in that we haven't really had um, any like. Uh, very like difficult personalities. Most people um, just love Jesus and exude the fruit of the spirit. And so uh, we haven't had anything like that. Um, but just being aware as well that there could be those sorts of uh, problems as well with personality crashes, uh, clashes and differences in opinion and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just recognizing like this is a person that's going to need my care and my support as well as my uh, direction and leadership. Um, and I'm going to need to make sure I give time to that as well. And that will honestly um, kind of make or break the, the internship, right? Because if they're given lots of opportunities, but they're just kind of left to it and um, and they flounder a little bit, then they'll probably feel a bit discouraged about their internship. But if you're there to care for them and support them along the way and, you know, when things are tough, say, hey, let me just, like, take some of that responsibility away for a little bit so you've got a bit more capacity to work through where you're at, um, I think that's massively valuable that they can say, uh, not only was I challenged this year, but I was, I was cared for. Mm. Yeah, and I've, mm. well, what I've seen, you guys have done such a good job on that front. So, good on you. It's it's been really cool and really heartening to see from our end. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but you know, I mentioned that intern has become a bit of a dirty word or internship, and you mentioned even before all the recent headlines that you know there, people already have kind of um, some negative connotations sometimes, um, depending yeah. on what they've seen. Um, but so at Pathways, we've sometimes talked about like, is there a better word we could be using than internship? What can you think of any words that would kind of capture the experience, uh, a positive internship experience at Crossroads that might be better than intern? 
Yeah, no, we, we've continued to use um, the phrase internship. Um, I'm trying to think. I was recently reading um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John mm. Macoma, and he's got a um, – I have to relook at it. He's got a word that he uses for, like, when people um, – are invested in and it's uh, slipping my is it mind right now. Apprentice to Jesus? Yeah, that's it. Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. He um, says yeah. that a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. He uses the phrase apprenticeship a lot. That's the one. So, so yeah. I did think about that. But I think it's one of those things where um, you could change the name. But I think when you do, people sort of know what you're doing, and they know like it's because of the internship. So you might as well just embrace the phrase internship and um, and just like you know, but also address the realities of the fact that. Um, there is that stigma with internships and recognizing um, and, and, and choosing to be different, right? I think, you know, same thing happens with Christianity. There's, you know, Christians, uh, the phrase Christianity envelops a spectrum of individuals and there'd be some that would be like, oh man, I really I hate that they also represent our, our crew, but, um, you know, I'm not looking to change what I'm, I'm called as a follower of Jesus. So um, I think that's it, right? You just recognize that in all things there is good and there is bad and, um, and we want to be the exam- the good example. And so we've just embraced the phrase internship and interns and just try to be a, a good example of what it can look like when it's healthy. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. you definitely have been a good example of that. And I'm so glad that you've been able to come on the podcast and we're able to share that with a wider group of people because you have been doing a really good job with the internships. You're not the only um, church or provider that's doing a good job. We've got We've been blessed with heaps of partnerships where people are doing a great job, but you uh, definitely have been putting in some excellent mahi over the last few years. And so thanks for coming on and being able to share out of that experience. And hopefully this will just enable other churches and other ministries that maybe don't have that history of um, healthy internships behind them um, to actually kind of take that step and get into it and um, see some transformed lives as a result. So thanks so much for being here, Isaac. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. We really value what you guys do, and our internship program wouldn't happen without you. So, um, yeah, thank you for um, inviting me on. Kakiti ano.